Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to year two of Tell Me a Story I Don't Know, a refreshing and captivating interview with top sports personalities and their connections to Chicago. From Matty Olchek to Bob Costas, Mike North to Pat Foley, they reveal entertaining, memorable, and emotional stories, some you've never heard before. I'm George Hoffman, and please make sure you subscribe to Tell Me a Story I Don't Know on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Tell Me a Story I Don't Know is sponsored by Vienna Beef, makers of Chicago's hot dogs since 1893. Find them on the web at ViennaBeef.com. And by Dynamic Manufacturing, awarded the General Motors Supplier of the Year 23 times. Honor the legacy, pioneer the future. Visit them at DynamicManufacturingInc.com. Tell Me a Story I Don't Know is also sponsored by Serenow Law Group, top-notch pros in reducing your rising real estate taxes. They're on the web at Serenow.com by BetUS, America's favorite sports book for a lot of reasons. Check them out at BetUS.com. And by the Polina Market, purveyors of the finest meats in the Chicagoland area since 1949. Visit them at PolinaMarket.com. This week we feature former Chicago Blackhawks star Jeremy Roenick. I know in my, in my own heart that um, that I didn't hurt anybody. I know in my, I, and, I, and I know from the people that I talked to the people that were involved that I didn't offend anybody. I believe it was stemmed from one person and you know, stuff like that happens. And I'm good in my skin. During his time with the Blackhawks, Jeremy Roenick averaged more than a point a game and during a 20 year career, saw him score over 500 goals and amass over 1200 points. Hall of Fame numbers, right? Well, Roenick is still on the outside looking in because of what has been a controversial and troubling post-playing career. But while with the Hawks, he was one of their most productive and popular players. So, Jeremy Roenick, tell me a story I don't know. Well, there's so many to tell. Um, you know, I, probably I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a story about when I was a little kid and how I was brought up. I'm a, obviously a very, very big sports fanatic, and um, I... I'm an old school type thinker in terms of sports and, and I am a traditionalist when it comes to sports and I love the history of sports and respect sports a lot. And, you know, being the big golfer that I am, I was playing golf the other day and continued to get to golf to, to the greens. And every time I got to the green, I kept seeing big ball marks on the green that were unfixed. And fresh ones. I mean, ones where you can still kind of see the water at the bottom of the uh, fresh ball mark on the green. And it, and it pissed me off something fierce because I love well-conditioned golf course. I respect golf courses and how much it takes to keep them well-groomed. I appreciate a beautiful-looking golf course with beautiful greens and well-running greens. And, and I kept seeing, you know, every green I went to, there was more ball marks that were unfixed. So uh, I happened to catch up with the group that was up ahead of us. 
and um, had a had a little conversation with the people in front of us, the foresman in front of us, asking them if they could please fix their ball marks as they were playing and take care of the golf course. Well, they gave me a little bit of a lip, and as always, I gave them lip back and told them if they didn't uh, didn't like taking care of their golf course, I'll ma- I'd make sure that I'd, I'd uh, have a conversation with the owner and make sure that they found another golf course where they can go ruin instead of ruin the golf course that we lo- know and love and, and that we belong to. And I'm telling you this because when I was a kid, and this is how I was raised by my parents to respect the game and to take care of the game and take care of the golf course and respect the work that goes into uh, allowing sports to happen. So when I was seven years old, I was playing golf with my mom and dad and hit a nice shot onto the green and put a little ball mark on the green. And when I got to the green, I just went right to my ball and putted it. My mom was watching and she didn't say anything. And then I finished putting and we went on to the next hole and we got to the next hole. And my mom said, uh, sorry, Jeremy, you cannot play this hole. And I'm like, why can't I play this hole? I just made a, had a great, great last hole. I was excited to play the next hole. And she goes, no, you landed the ball in the green. You didn't fix your ball mark on the green. And you don't deserve to play the next hole. So um, every time I don't see you, uh, every time you don't fix your ball mark or fix somebody else's ball mark on the green, you will not be able to play the next hole. And that was the rule as a kid. So my whole life, I grew up fixing ball marks, fixing my ball marks, and making sure I fixed one or two others because it's that respect to the game and taking care of things and respecting people's work that my mom instilled in me. And moving forward, I bought a golf course in Boston uh, and I've owned it for the last 10 years and I know how much work goes into the golf course with my greenskeepers. But I I allowed uh, five kids, young kids, eight and nine years old, I gave them free memberships to the course. They could play whenever they wanted, but I gave them each a divot repairer a, a, a ball mark repair. And I said, this is your, this is your membership card. I said, if you come, you come into the club, into the clubhouse, the pro shop, you show the people in the pro shop, your, your, your ball mark repair tool that I'm showing you. And that will be your ticket to get on for free as many times as you want all summer long. And so these, um, these five kids played golf for free, learned how to play golf, you know, got better at golf took care of the golf of the golf course. They fixed ball marks on every single hole and it helped keep the greens in good condition. And two of them are now playing college golf, which makes me very happy because I know that I was a part of their growth and their love of the game and, and them learning and getting better. And now uh, hopefully maybe making a future out of the, out of the game. Yeah. But isn't that great that you, that all of us take something from our parents, something that we hope is good. And you did, and you did years and years and years later. That's why it's so important to be a good parent and to make sure that you, that you teach properly, you discipline properly, you, uh, you love properly and you, you instill values. If you, you have to instill values in kids and why it's important to do things. Uh, those, you know, those things stick with you because you, you, you have an appreciation for them when you when you understand the values. What are you doing these days after the controversial dismissal by NBC in 2020? NBC is just another, you know, 
blip in the in the radar screen. You know, I I think they our opinions and our of our politics didn't didn't match, and they were looking for any reason to get rid of me, and and they did. I mean, I wasn't going to go back uh, the uh, the following year anyway. I only had like four four months left on my contract, and I knew that was going to be it anyway. So, you know, it's it's the I think it's the unfair. Uh, unfair characterization that NBC has kind of labeled me as well as the other media, and and that's just that's just that's how society is today anyway. Everybody everybody likes to have bad dirt and read bad dirt and write bad dirt and write bad things because good things don't sell, and people don't read the good things; they only want to see the dirty things. So the media is, is the media has become such an absolute um, you know destruction destructional uh, entity. I think in our in our country today they they have divided us more than anything. I think social media being the biggest, but I got to spend a lot of time with my family. I haven't traveled as much, you know. And it's a regular year. I travel about 260 days a year. I have a streaming platform called NoFilter.net where I'm doing my own content. There's a lot of other things. I'm involved with esports, um, so I'm part owner of an esports company called NACL. You know, there's there's a lot of things going on on in my life, and you know, I like to dabble in a lot of things, and you know, I, I think I'm very blessed. There's no question about it. Ronick was suspended in 2019 and subsequently fired several months later for these comments he made on the popular podcast Spit and Chicklets. This is an edited version. This older lady was sitting there with her husband, and she walked right into the pool and comes right up to us and say, "Okay." What's the situation? Are they both with you? And I said, yes, they are. And then Catherine gives you me- You are this. lying. And Catherine says, will you shut up? <laughs> she, she starts yelling at me because uh, I play it off like, you know, we're going to bed together all, all, every night, the, th the three of us. And, um, and now if it, if, it, if it really came to fruition, that would re be really be good, but it's never going to happen. I know in my, in my own heart that, um, that I didn't hurt anybody. I know in my, I, and, I, and I know from the people that I talked to the people that were involved that I didn't offend anybody. I believe it was stemmed from one person and you know, stuff like that happens. And um, I'm good in my skin. You know, my wife loves me and my wife was part of the whole uh, topic of conversation and she doesn't have a problem with me. Um, and if she doesn't have a problem with me, I don't see why anybody else would have a problem with me. So, you know, sometimes people just like to uh, just talk negatively because their because their own life is maybe not as uh, as glamorous or or as um, as fulfilled. But I, I I'm I'm good in my skin. I've I've done a lot of great things in this in this world and in this life. I've given charity. I've helped underprivileged kids. I've mentored uh, kids that have needed help. I've mentored kids that have been uh, tragically injured in in accidents and become their mentors and their big brother and and aided them in financial aid and helping them raise money. I've, uh, you know, I'm nice to people. I am really good in my skin. And one little stupid dismissal for something that was really minor is not going to is, is not going to dictate or have any emphasis uh, on on Jeremy Roenick's storybook. <laughs> 
Did you know General Motors 2021 Supplier of the Year is located in Hillside, Illinois? Dynamic Manufacturing not only remanufactures transmissions for the likes of GM, but also as a state-of-the-art facility. Its capabilities include engineering new or existing products, along with manufacturing, machining, logistics, and re-energizing used batteries for electric cars and energy storage systems. I've seen their operation firsthand, and their nearly 1 million square feet of operating space is extremely impressive. Dynamic was founded by the late, great John Partipillo in 1955 and is still family-owned and operated by the next generation. For more information about Dynamic Manufacturing, visit their website at dynamicmanufacturinginc.com. Dynamic Manufacturing. Honor the legacy. Pioneer the future. The Masters is upon us, and BetUS is your home for this prestigious event along with the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, and the UFC. Sign up now, and first-time bettors will get a 125% bonus with our promo code STORY22. That's STORY22. Future odds, live betting, and great parlay plays also await you at BetUS. BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. Go to BetUS.com and remember our code STORY22. We return with Jeremy Roenick on Tell Me a Story I Don't Know. So, JR, take me back to the lawsuit that you filed against NBC after you were fired by the network in 2020. You claimed you were fired for being a heterosexual, and the judge tossed it out but allowed a part of it to continue. Why did you make that claim, and where does the case stand as we tape this in early February? Well, for reasons that I can't really uh, explain too much of of the suit or the situation with NBC. Um, I guess the best thing that I could tell you is that there were um, irregularities in my firing and um, I, uh, for things that happened and contract reasons, um, certain contract reasons that, were, that weren't uh, followed properly. Um, so I, I sued on that basis. And, you know, I had every right to do that. And I, and I exercised my right to be able to, um, you know, to go after NBC and sue them. And all, all you know, all turned out well. And uh, we, we resolved the situation um, mutually between myself and NBC and ended the situation and parted ways. And, uh, on my life, and I'm sure their their lives have been much better since. So uh, I do want to say I'm I'm happy with um, with uh, our resolvement and getting the issue out of the way and behind us. And you know that's uh, that's how life goes. So it was mutually agreed on, and and uh, I think we're both happy to be done with the situation. So do you see yourself at all being part of the NHL? in your future? I don't know. It's a good question. Um, you know, I don't, I don't believe I did anything whatsoever to not be a part of the league that I helped build to a $4 billion business since 1992. I think not, not only the way that I played, but the way that I entertained, uh, the way that I treated the fans. I think the way that I exercise myself as an analyst, um, being honest and being, you know, being entertaining to the fans to watch. Um, I can't tell you how many people I see in a course of a day, week, month that ask me if I'm going to get back on television to, to do what I do very well and how much they miss me and say how it's not the same without me, 
which is a very gracious thing to say. And I really appreciate that. You know, the national hockey league is, uh, has always been, you know, one of my favorite, favorite sports and favorite organizations uh, of all time. If they want to cancel me out or, or keep me away from their sport for reasons that, that I believe are very minute. I mean, there are people in this game that have done some pretty terrible things, awful things, things that have been uh, involved with, with the law, with uh, breaking the law, all sorts of different things that are still associated with the National Hockey League and are still in the National Hockey League. And for somebody like me to be banished for what many will call ridiculous reasons, whoever, whatever your stance is, I think is, is kind of silly, but it's their, it's their call. But hockey is always going to be a big part of my life, and the NHL will always be a big part of my life. But um, I do believe that there's a lot of people out there that are missing my commentary, missing my, uh, my entertainment factor, my honest factor. And if it happens, it happens. Uh, we'll, we'll see. But I'm not holding my breath, to tell you the truth. So what are you doing today? What are some of the projects you're involved in? I actually have a, a real job and a job that I really enjoy. I work for a, uh, for a national GC construction company, which to me feels like being a part of a team again, because this, this, uh, this group is an amazing bunch of guys and I get to travel and I get to entertain clients and bring them to sporting events. I get them, uh, I'm allowed to play golf with them. I get to meet a lot of people in, in, in the business world. And I truly have enjoyed uh, the, the actual being a, being a businessman in the, in the sales, in the sales force. Um, that has really, really made me feel like I'm part of a team and in the locker room again, to tell you the truth. So I've been doing that. I'm starting a whiskey company called whiskey wild. It's a chocolate whiskey that I think a chocolate uh, whiskey. The chocolate whiskey, which is uh, obviously I'm biased, but uh, I've also <laughs> I also have some a lot of people that that have tried it to say this one of the best one of the best whiskeys they've ever they've ever tried. So for me, um, I have a couple other things going that uh, that I'm involved in, but um, those are the two that really have kept me busy and and kept me active and kept, keep my brain active. What are your impressions of the Blackhawks and what happened to them off the ice regarding the uh, two sexual assault allegations against them. You know, and you, you never, you never like to see anything like that happen. You don't like to see it with, um, with the player, with the individual, and you don't like to see it with an organization. I just hope that um, that lessons were learned by everyone, and I'm not just saying the Blackhawks or through the individual that um, treating these kind of situations the proper way treating them in a timely fashion and making sure that everybody's um, rights and their, uh, their feelings and their, um, and their situations are, are treated fairly and are looked at and are not, um, they're not scorned and they're not pushed to the side and not ignored. Um, everybody makes mistakes and I'm sure they'll, they'll say that they made mistakes. And I, I just hope if everything that they, um, they continue to uh, to grow as a team and put the best product on the ice for their fans because they have the best some of the best fans on the planet. And I just hope that something something like this is is so eye opening that 
that the mistakes that were made by everyone in the situation, regardless of the position, regardless of the situation, uh, doesn't happen again. The easiest way to hear more great guests on Tell Me a Story I Don't Know is to follow me on social media at George Offman. That's O-F-M-A-N, just one F, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. It seems like yesterday you took a face full of a hit from a blues player named Glenn Featherstone. You lost a few teeth. You continued to play. And thus, a 19-year-old kid became the darling of the Blackhawks fans. That's over 30 years ago, Jeremy. Playoff game, and Glenn Featherstone of the St. Louis Blues had absolutely smoked him in the mouth. And uh, JR's mouth was bloody, and he shows Keeney, he goes, he knocked out my tooth. Goes over to the referee, shows him the tooth, the blood. Featherstone gets a five-minute major. JR scores the game-winning goal. Crazy. There's no question about it. It's... um... And it's another good story that you don't know. Glenn Featherstone, uh, I actually gave Glenn, Glenn Featherstone a free membership to my country club that I that I owned back in Boston because he How lives about in that? town. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, it's there's some things that 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 happen in your life that uh, that have a, a large effect on you and kind of set set a precedence and set a tone for the for the player you're going to be or the person you're going to be you know when i got slapped in the face and lost my teeth i could have gone either way i could have laid down in the ice and cried and whined and left the game and not come back or i could have just sucked it up and played the way i did and and you know played with pain and um you know accepted what happened to me and you know i think that kind of set a, a a mentality within me and a reputation with me that I that I'm willing to battle the pain and battle the, the injury and play through a lot of things that other people wouldn't and to kind of um, to kind of set my my career in, in, in the on the right path and, and my mentality in the right path. And I think people appreciated that. Why do you think Blackhawks fans fell in love with you so quickly? I think because they know I appreciated them. I was the first guy that stayed on the ice after warmups and threw pucks to the fans. You know, the Blackhawks weren't too happy with me because their puck, the puck bill got, uh, got a lot more expensive. <laughs> I'll bet. But, um, Back in the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, you know, I would stay and, and I appreciated the fan. I made sure that the fans re- knew that I appreciated them being there. Um, I acknowledged them. I went on the ice and I played hard every single night. You know, I scored goals. I made good passes. I hit hard, played hard. Now let's it go and a save by Malarczyk. Rebound, Ronick gets it down. He shoots, he scores! Jeremy Ronick faked as if he's going to shoot it on the backhand. Malarczyk went for a swim. Ronick pulled it to the forehand and tucked it in. Ronick racing back into the Sabres. Got away from Kennedy. Cuts it around to check. He scores! Jeremy Ronick! Oh, oh, does they hit hard along the board, says... Ronick just came running over there, and the Hawks didn't like that. So there's a big hit. Ronick, Jackie Tullamore. You know, I always had time for an autograph. I always had time for a conversation. Um, I never shunned them. And, you know, like I said, you know, I, I had fun with fans, and I, I respected them, and, and, and I think they knew that I appreciated them. I think they, that goes a long way. 
Would you like to save money? <laughs> Who wouldn't? How about saving money on your real estate taxes? I have and did so thanks to Serenal Law Group, accomplished professionals ready to put money back in your pocket. All Chicago properties were reassessed by the Cook County Assessor's Office, and some of you got eye-opening increases. Serenal Law Group has the ability to lower that. The deadline to file your 2021 appeal is 30 days after your township opens for appeals at the Board of Review, so don't waste a minute contacting Serenal Law Group so you can save. There are no fees, so you don't have to pay a dime unless they save you money. And take it from me, they've saved me thousands. And they do it in a professional and friendly manner that makes your life a whole lot easier. Serenal Law Group handles appeals throughout the greater Chicagoland area from residential, commercial, or industrial property. They're ready to fight on your behalf, so you don't pay more than your fair share. Visit their website, serenow.com, that's S-A-R-A-N-O-W, or call them at 312-373-0015. Mention promo code OFFMAN, that's O-F-M-A-N, to get a discounted fee on your 2021 property tax appeal. Contact Serenow Law Group, S-A-R-A-N-O-W, and start saving. The easiest way to hear more great guests on Tell Me a Story I Don't Know is to follow me on social media at George Offman. That's O-F-M-A-N, just one F, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. You played at the old Chicago Stadium. For those too young to understand and fully grasp what it was like Tell me a story I don't know about that experience. Uh, I remember well, one, the old Chicago Stadium was the greatest arena ever built and probably had the best atmosphere in, of any building that I've ever been played in, that I've ever seen. When Wayne Mesmer sang the anthem, the people started, people started yelling and I'd be standing on the blue line. You know, the, the, the chills would go right up, my, right up my back, right up my arms. adrenaline started flowing i'd see i'd see dirt and soot that would fall from the from the rafters because the building would shake and you know near nearing the end of wayne mesmer's um anthem when he uh just he left that hard that hard um ending that seemed to go for about 30 seconds you know it was like i was shot out of a cannon because the place was so loud and Every time I, I stood at center ice getting ready for that first face-off, you could, you could almost, almost see the trepidation and the fear in the other team's faces. Like They knew that they were just going to get ready to get steamrolled by a team that was going to come out and just crush them physically and be yelled at by fans that, just, you know, that were so into the game after an amazing anthem. It was a, a, an amazing uh, gift to be able to play in Chicago Stadium. And not only that, but people don't even know this. The building was smaller than all the ice rinks in the NHL. It was only 185 feet long when the regulation size rink was 200. That was an advantage Correct. to you guys. Correct. It was an advantage. It was an advantage to me, too, because you didn't, you know, you can get places. I can get to the corners back to the net quicker. You know, I was one of those guys that was very, very quick, good in my edges. So, um, you know, I was able to get out of these situations and, and get to the net quicker and, and, and score goals a little bit, uh, I think, um, more easily. So 
Uh, I actually liked the smaller arenas better. Um, plus, it, it allowed me to hit um, to track down my, you know, my hits a lot, lot quicker and better. It was because of your ability to score and play an all-around game. The Hawks made a huge, huge trade in 1991. They sent a future Hall of Famer, a very popular player in Dennis Savard, for another in Chris Chelios. This was a deal engineered, I believe, by Mike Keenan, who would eventually get the Hawks into the Stanley Cup Finals a season later. So tell me a story I don't know about Keenan, the coach, who was a lightning rod for a lot of things, not the least of which was his players, and you were definitely one of them. Mike was one of the toughest coaches I've ever had, and... You know, Mike was always of the belief that negative energy is better than no energy at all. So he was a screamer. If you didn't play the way Mike Keenan wanted to play, then you, you were going to get the wrath of his voice. You were going to get the wrath of, of, of lack of playing time. He would scream. He would yell. He would challenge guys. He would, he would piss guys off. Um, he never wanted people to be comfortable in the locker room. He thought comfort led to complacency so he made sure that everybody was uncomfortable in the locker room and he did that through his voice and it was never fun he was just one of those very very uh in your face type type coaches i had a lot of uh influence on him as a youngster uh more as a father figure and a big brother than uh, with his off ice uh activities uh trying to counsel him and rein him in and and uh i think he respected that and we built a very very strong relationship as well fiery at times yes uh confrontational at times yes we had our 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 chats yes but the bottom line when he put the gear on and played he played hard and played well for us he was there for you personally though too like if you needed help he would be there for you he would help you he would he had a he has a big heart and he's and he is a caring person, but he is, he is a very tough person to play for because he expects you to be hard, mean, and on your game every single shift, every single game. And players didn't like him because of it. They didn't like his abrasiveness. They didn't like his voice. They didn't like him you know, calling, calling them out all the time. But one thing that Mike Keenan did once a year Mike Keenan would come into the locker room dressed in all of his hockey equipment and he'd look at all the guys. He says, all right. He says, okay, guys, I know a lot of you guys think I'm an asshole. Some of you guys don't like me. <laughs> well, it's time to play a game. So this is your, this is your one shot of the year. Let's go You're playing the scrimmage. And he would, he would wear one shirt to, for 25 minutes on one team. And then he'd switch shirts to play for 25 minutes with the other team to make sure everybody could have a crack at Mike Keenan in the game. And he took a beating. But I will tell you this, he gave, he gave a beating. So every time you came near Mike and you were going to get ready to hit Mike or slash Mike or do something, you were going to feel some pain because Mike was going to take that stick and he was going to crack it over your ankle. He's going to crack it over your arm. He's going to cross-check you. He was going to, you were going to feel pain making sure that Mike Keenan felt pain but he gave everybody a chance to get them at least once a year in a scrimmage. And I thought that was the greatest. 
you know, I remember the 1992 Stanley Cup Finals. I covered it, and it will not only be remembered for, of course, the dominance of the Penguins and some rookie named Yarmer Yager, but the mystery injury you supposedly suffered. So tell me a story I don't know about the story behind the story. On the power play, Chelios gathered the puck in and then gave it to Larmer. Shoots one, off for Russell. Big rebound, Roenick has it. Jeremy Roenick. Can't find Brian Newman in time, and then he couldn't get it to the man at the point. And out comes Jager. Oh, up goes the stick. Again, it's all it's all um, smoke and mirrors. I, I did get hurt. I got slashed by Kevin Stevens in game two in Pittsburgh. And uh, I don't know whether I actually broke a bone, but it, it, it definitely bruised the bone and, and bruised my um, one of my shooting hands and affected my game immensely. And when Mike Keenan was told about that, uh, he wanted immediately to put a, a cast, a, a temporary cast on it, and bring me in front of the in front of the media and use his his influence through the media to get to the referees saying we weren't being refed properly and we weren't getting the proper or the fair fair amount of calls and look what they did to my superstar you know they broke his hand and so on and so forth just. Again, using media manipulation, Mike Keenan was always very good at that, and uh, he used he used my my bruised bones in my hand with the cast on to be the kind of the the scapegoat of or the the number one the number one prop of his message. During the time that you were with the Blackhawks, you had a chance to play with and eventually against a very close friend you grew up with, Tony Amante. What was that like? I call Tony. He's like the, my my soulmate of of line mates. Tony out to the center and Amani moves up the left side, steams in on Bergman, cuts to the net. He's in. He just scores. Tony Amani, a highlight field goal, and Detroit now is trailing five four. You know, him and I were we we crushed it in high school hockey together. We crushed it for the Chicago Blackhawks together. We even crushed it playing with each other at Philadelphia Flyers. He still will remains uh, one of my favorite favorite teammates of all time. The Hawks eventually traded you to Phoenix in that notorious deal in which they received Alex Jamnoff, which was widely panned from the get-go. Was that strictly money, or did this marriage just simply end? I think it ended because of money. It's probably the one thing that I would wish I would go back and change in my whole career if I could change one thing I think it'd probably be the way that I handled uh that whole entire um negotiation with Mr. Wirtz and the Hawks and how much money I wanted and um how much they were willing to pay me and um kind of the 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 words that were said back and forth but between myself and Mr. Wirtz and all that stuff I think uh I think I would have handled a lot differently and allowed allowed the Hawks to kind of uh, feel their way through it but some things were said to me that were you know that were kind of hurtful and unfortunately it ended up with me being traded and I would have loved to have known how my career would have panned out if I stayed if I would have been with the Hawks my whole career um, I think it would have it would have ended a lot uh, a lot different than than it actually did
Vienna beef, two words synonymous with hot dogs. They're the home of the Chicago hot dog and an institution since 1893. If you've had a hot dog, chances are it was from Vienna. And did you know there are more locations selling Vienna in Chicago than McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's combined? There's nothing like biting into a juicy and delicious pure beef Vienna hot dog. Drag through the garden, which includes yellow mustard, onions, relish, tomatoes, sport peppers, pickles, and some celery salt. And oh, those Polish sausages dripping with flavor. And look for the spicy smoked sausage available in your local retail stores. It includes a perfect blend of seasonings such as crushed red peppers and brown sugar, creating a bold and zesty taste. Vienna products are available in restaurants, grocery stores, and entertainment venues such as the ballparks, cups, and socks, stadiums, museums, and zoos. Plus, you can purchase them online, coast to coast at ViennaBeef.com and on Amazon. And remember, Vienna is not just hot dogs and sausages. Look for their farm makers' chili, mini bagel dogs, condiments, and classic deli meats. Take it from a guy who was weaned on, then sold Vienna products. It's the mark of excellence since 1893. Check them out at ViennaBeef.com. You had five pretty productive seasons in Phoenix. Then it was on to Philadelphia, back to Phoenix, two seasons in San Jose, with the Los Angeles Kings as well. So you finished with 513 goals. There are only 32 players in the league with more who are in the Hockey Hall of Fame. You finished with 1,216 points. There are only 37 with more that are in the Hall of Fame. So why aren't you in the Hall of Fame? Your answer is as good as mine. I, I, I think there's there are people that, that run the, the Hall of Fame committee that are in the Hall of Fame committee that have their favorites and some people that don't have their favorites. I don't know, maybe my personality or the way that I that I carried myself or or the way that I, I was when I played, maybe I was maybe I'm just not a favorite um, to them. I don't know. I know my stats my stats deserve to be there. Um, there are people in there with less stats than than mine, but um, you know that that's a question for that's a question for the Hall of Fame committee to to answer, not not mine. I'm, like I said, I'm not losing any sleep uh, at night that I'm not there. I mean, do I think I should be there? I, I think I deserve to be there, but that's not that's not up to me to to decide. So this is mostly you think because you were combative. Now I'm not talking about on the ice, but perhaps off the ice that the those people who run the hall of fame say not yet jeremy i don't know i don't know I, I i don't get any answers from anybody i just i just see people go in year after year you have to you have you'll have to ask people that make the decisions not me you've analyzed this game for quite some time and it's changed some rules along the way uh from when you played no red line to shootouts in overtime with just three skaters it's all but outlawed fighting is the game better now than when you played? I think the talent is better um, in terms of uh, in terms of the how well conditioned these athletes are, how fast they are, how well they shoot the puck. Um, they're not tougher. They're definitely not tougher than they used than they used to be. Um, I, I think they're less respectful than than they used to be. I think I played. I played in the best generation in the history of the game, through the '90s. And if you look at the players in the '90s, you know it's it's incredible of the the, of the talent that that I played in. I think players along along the lines now through 20 players that 
the players are better. They're more talented. I think they're, they're stronger uh, as, a, as, a, as a whole. You know, back in the 80s and 90s, you'd have three or four guys that were just head and heels over, you know, better than anybody else. And then it took a deep, deep dive. Um, I think the game is great now. The game is a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, if you watch Connor McDavid and what he can do, Nathan McKinnon, what he can do, uh, seeing Patrick Kane, you know, scare the scare the daylights out of every defense that he goes up against is is exciting for me. So um, I, I love watching the game now. I love the new rules. I love the shootout. I love the no red line fighting. Doesn't doesn't alter my my love for the game or not. I do appreciate an old school tough game and playing the game tough and playing the game physical and hard hits and stuff like that. And I do appreciate that, but uh, you'll see that every once in a while. But I, I think the game is still very healthy. You know, I want to take you back to 2010 when Patrick Kane scored that now mysterious game winning goal that earned the Hawks their first Stanley Cup since 1961. Again, lucky for me that I was there. I was in Philadelphia, but you were on the set for NBC. And you broke down. Tell me a story I don't know about that emotional moment. For the kid that was there in 1992 who was crying when I came off the ice after we lost game four in Chicago Stadium, you waited 18 years. I hope you have a big smile on your face. I can tell. Congratulations. You're emotional. Absolutely. Why is it affecting you? Um, Chicago Blackhawks, man. I didn't get to do that. It's pretty unbelievable. You know, I, I, I took it very, very seriously, the, the jerseys that I wore. Uh, I was very, I had so much pride in the jerseys that I wore. I wanted to win, not only just for the team, but I wanted to win for the city. And, you know, I know how hard it is to win that cup. And I never, I never got the chance to win it and never experienced the celebration of winning it. And when you see that cup go over, over the crest of one of those teams that, that I played for, especially the Hawks, which was my first love, you know, it, it brings you back to those those hard days, those, you know, those bloody nights, those sleepless nights where you, you know, you're broken bones, sore, sore body, uh, no teeth, um, you know, waking up, with, you know, having to roll out of bed because your body is hurting and what it takes to win. And to see the elation that Patrick Kane and all the Hawks had raising that cup. I mean, you can't help but being emotional. I mean, I'm an emotional person. I wear my heart on my sleeve. And, you know, I was so proud that uh, I got to see that Stanley Cup get raised over the Chicago Blackhawk emblem, which I think is the best uniform in hockey and or in all of sports, but for that matter. Um, you know, it was, it was emotional. There's no question. And I remember when we lost back in 1992, you know, I remember how I felt, how devastated I felt. I remember the 10 year I, kid might have been 10 or 11 years old, nine years old, the kid that was crying as we left the ice, you know, after after we lost game four in Chicago Stadium, the Stanley Cup. And I realized, you know, it's not just us in the locker room that feel the pain. You know, it's a city. It's millions of people that, you know, that feel the pain. And I just knew that somewhere that 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 10 year old was was crying happy tears rather than sad tears. You know, it's, it's, it was a pretty cool moment. A lot of a uh, lot of emotion, no question. Well, there is something about that Blackhawks jersey and this city that still tugs at you, doesn't it? He registered 267 goals and 329 assists in 524 games for the Blackhawks. 
one of the greatest American goal scorers in Blackhawks history. Please welcome back for one more shift, Jeremy Roenick. No question. No question. It's, it's, it's one of the classic uniforms uh, of all time. You know, just it, it has so much meaning, so much history behind it. And it's just, it is one of the true classics. There was something else about this game that really shaped you as you were growing up. And it's why I think it's one of the reasons why you give back to the fans. Tell me a story about a Hartford Whalers game you attended and something the great Gordie Howe did. Yeah, it wasn't a game, actually. It was, um, it was at a, a local arena. I was living in Hartford, Connecticut. It's 1977. I was seven years old. And um, it was a Saturday, and I, I had a game. I was playing in my mites, my little mite, uh, my mite league. And we finished playing at around 10 o'clock, and we all went off the ice because we knew the Hartford Whalers were coming on to have their pregame skate and warm up in the morning at the arena that we, that we played, that I played in, my local arena. So, you know, a lot of us kids took off our, our skates and ran back to the glass and, you know, all of us hanging over the glass, watching the Mark Howe go by, you know, his brother Marty go by, Gordy Howe going by. Um, it, was, it, was a, it was always great to see the professionals in our building practicing how hard they shot the puck and how well they skated. and Everybody was in awe. But uh, at some, and there's like 25 kids, you know, with their arms over the glass watching the watching them practice and Gordy Howe picked up a whole bunch of snow and dumped it on my head and then skated around again, came back again, kind of ruffled it off and winked at me. You know, I thought that was the coolest thing. I, I, one of the coolest things that ever happened to me and, you know, Gordy Howe dumped snow on my head. He didn't dump snow on anybody else's head. Not, you know, there's 25 other kids. He didn't do it to them, just did it to me. So to me, I was like, you know, for that, that 30 seconds, 25 seconds. It was just me and Gordy Howe, nobody else. He recognized me. He, you know, he, he acknowledged me. And I thought that was so cool. And I, I told all my friends, I told my teachers, you know, I had a story and, you know, Gordy Howe, you know, Gordy Howe likes me and so on and so forth. And, and he gave me a story and something that I can remember and, and cherish for my entire life. And, you know, I realized that athletes and professional athletes or celebrities, however you want to call them, they have the ability, um, the God-given ability to impact somebody's life forever by doing something that is literally done a million times a day. And that's acknowledging somebody. Acknowledgement is an amazing thing. So I, I knew when I became a pro, 30 seconds is going to give somebody a lifetime of a story. So, I mean, during commercial breaks, I'd reach my hand through a, a camera hole and take popcorn out of a kid's uh, popcorn bag and eat it during commercial. And the kid would look at me and like, what, what just happened? You know, I'd take a, take a hat off a kid and put his hat, put the hat on my head, you know, during a game. And, you know, I would do something that was just a little bit different in terms of me making sure that they knew that I loved them being there. I respected them being there. I appreciated them being there. And I can't tell you how many stories people come to me and say, you threw my son a puck, or you did this, or, you know, you, you know, you stopped and signed a hat for my, for my kid and, you know, told him a couple things that, you know, a couple of good luck wishes and a couple of stories. 
that makes me happy. And I know that I've affected a lot of people just by making sure that, that I appreciated them and acknowledged them. And unfortunately, I think that's a lost, lost art in, in pro sports and pro athletes these days. I end all of these interviews, Jeremy, with this question. If not for hockey, what would you have been? Probably a baseball player. <laughs> really? Baseball player, baseball player, a soccer player. I was a better soccer player than I was a hockey player because I had to make a decision um, on what to do. And at the time, there wasn't really much of a soccer uh, pro soccer league. You would have to go over to Europe and play. That wasn't really in my, in my cards. I was a very good baseball player. I probably could have had a chance to do something in baseball. Um, but it, it would have been in sport. For sure, I think I was. I, I think I had that ability in most sports. If I, if I just went to one and made that decision, I'd, I'd make it in one of them. And I just chose hockey. Thank you, Jeremy Roenick, for telling me a story I don't know. My thanks to WGN Sports, NBC Sports, the Spittin' Chicklets Podcast, Sportsnet, the Chicago Blackhawks, and the Iron Mike Podcast for those wonderful highlights. And as always, a big thanks to TJ Reeves for putting this podcast on the map, Will Hatzel for his fine mixing and editing, and Nick Tochi for our great graphics. And to our generous sponsors, Saranal Law Group, top-notch pros who will save you money on your real estate taxes, Dynamic Manufacturing, Honor the Legacy, Pioneer the Future, and the Vienna Beef Company, home of the iconic Chicago hot dog since 1893. By BetUS, a pioneer in the sportsbook industry for almost three decades, and the Polina Market, top purveyors of the finest meats and much more. Tune in next week for another fascinating episode of Tell Me a Story I Don't Know. I'm George Hoffman, and that's all she wrote. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.